This is the DiPietro and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. I'll go to observations if and when I want to go to observations. These. Hey, I'm just here so I don't get fired. Are knobs. Playoffs. We'll talk about playoffs. And this. Have a nice fight, Mike. Off. Is observations. Oh, it really is. I hope to be better for you, Dave. I think you're going to be great. You don't know, though. I don't know anything, but I think you will be. You know who knows? God. Boyan. <laughs> Should ask him who stole your mug. You think Boyan knows or God? Has, has, it, has, it was Boyan. Has anyone has anyone reached out with the pamphlets? Nope, no one. By no. the way, did you hear? I forget who told me yesterday that they were talking about going to the video cameras for this oh. thing. John asked if we wanted Rodney yeah, to look the video. It was in the meeting. Yeah. It was in the meeting. Yeah, very serious though. Hey. Why, do, why would you not? How far back do they go? Do you want to roll back security footage? Well, why would we not? I, somebody's got to sit there and roll through hours and days of uh, footage. No, can't you just fast forward? I guess, but that's still going to take a long time. Cause, because I, there's not a camera on my desk, so you have to scroll the elevator tape to see if somebody's walking around with a mug. Yeah, that's not that hard. Although, just, I mean, you don't, you don't try mean, to kind of identify when it happened. Yeah. You know that it happened Thursday, right? Yeah, Thursday between noon and 4 a.m. So I, I mean, get that done. Put me in charge of it. 20 minutes. You fast forward through wrapped that thing. Up, no problem. Some guy walking around whistling and all of a sudden <laughs> <laughs> steals the mug right off the desk. Alrighty, so Odell Beckham Jr. He's still playing football. Mm-hmm. He's playing for the Ravens. Do you know who he almost played for this season? The Jets. Ah, the Punchline Podcast. Odell. To New York and be a Jet. Really? I remember getting a call over the weekend. They were like, hey, this is the Ravens, right? This is our offer. What is it going to take for you to not take that visit? And they like said, if you, if you do get on that plane, like, just know that the offer is off the table. Oh! And I was like, can you give me 20 hours to, like, talk to my people? I like how the Ravens talk business. I liked it, too. Come on, now. My heart desired to be in New York again. Oh. To be in New York again. To be able to, you know, whether there's marketing money, you know, mm. the Jets. Wow, and boy, it's kind of like... You know, I even had the number picked out. I'm DMing the punter or whoever it was at the time. Like, hey, let me buy that off you. Wow. I got real serious. Wow. I do respect of that story, the fact that the Ravens are like, no, no, no. You want to be you understand here? That, you understand the mess that it would have been? If Beckham was here, I just said that to RJ off the air. Could you imagine if he was here and Rodgers went down, what would have happened? Ha- you would have had to trade him. You would have had to. Yeah. We got ugly real fast. So, but it's not what you're supposed to do, though, if you're Baltimore. I mean, you respect. That's what you're supposed to do. Of course, that's what any good team would do. Like, no, here's you're, the not, offer. you're not playing us against ourselves. Don't Either you want to be plane. here, and here's your offer, or you can go walk. Yeah, yeah. but only some, only so many teams can swing it like that. Well, Baltimore's one of them. They are one of them. Like, if, if you're the... Panthers? Yeah, I was actually going to say the Panthers. If you're the Panthers, and you, you just, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and get on this plane. <laughs> yeah. and, and then if you call and I don't back, think there's anything you can do about it. <laughs> and then if the meeting doesn't go as you plan, like, listen, I got on the plane. Meeting didn't, You can be totally transparent. Didn't go as planned. Right. They didn't want me, so I'll, I'll settle for you. <laughs> and you have to be honest. And they'd probably, Carolina, probably still very happy. So You never know, though. Hang on. Hang uh, on. Here we go. Okay. Hang on. Uh, I have very few moments. This would be one of them. <clears throat> You're listening to DPH on Rothenberg, 9870 ESPN, WEPN FM, New York. Carry on. 
couple of things on Matthew Stafford. Do you want to begin with him being a knob to some fans? Or do you want to start with him being a knob to another player? Pick your own adventure. Ooh, fans. I'd like to start with All the right. fans. Dave says fans will go yeah. with fans. So as you know, Stafford, Rams, taking on his former employer, the Detroit Lions, spent first 12 years of his career there, number one pick, the whole deal. So afterwards, I, I know your season's over, Matthew, but he was asked in his press conference, you must at least be happy for the fans. And and the reporter did a good job, set church and state apart. I know the team's moving on in Detroit. Didn't ask about them. Must be happy for the people that supported you for a dozen years, right? Sean McVay was up here. He said that he was happy for Jared Goff and whatnot through their time together. You've been here in Detroit for your first 12 seasons. Just mm-hmm. how do you feel about the city of Detroit? I'm happy for the players. Happy for those guys. Yeah, did you hear how the fans treated him, though, and his family? I get that. I guess they weren't booing his, his family, though. I thought they were booing his kids. And his no, I guess they weren't. No? No. Okay. In that moment, and, and, and I, I do understand the fans were being knobbish, but it is a playoff game, and you did spend 12 years there. And while you didn't publicly demand a trade, you wanted out. Like, they, they sealed that deal in Cabo, he and Sean McVay. In the hot tub. Yeah. That's not exactly backing away from temptation. So at the same time, and, and you're talking to the fans in the stadium, like there are thousands, I don't know, a million fans that, that support you there. That's tough. Oh, listen, it's it's a fair point. If you're booing, and maybe this is not true, this is what I had heard, you're booing my family and making them feel uncomfortable, I'm not going to be thrilled for your fan base. I think he's a good guy. Yeah, I listen, it'd be tough to put myself in that moment, though. Yeah. Like where we just, I'm sure he had every intention going in there as much as he enjoyed his time there it would be nothing better than to go in there and win he played his butt off and he, did. he is a tough guy oh he is i would be pissed too i don't know what i would say so the other side of the adventure this is the corner for detroit kirby joseph yeah here is uh some of the audio that has surfaced as uh, nfl does a good job of uh miking up the players here's what exactly happened after that hit from kirby joseph Stafford flips his hips, wings one middle, bobbled, and cut down Tyler Higby in dangerous play. Stafford was not happy about the hey! celebration by Kirby hey! Joseph either. Hey, that's a good hit. That's a good hit. You dirty as and you know it. You dirty as It's been on tape. I've seen it. I respect that from my quarterback. Yeah, that's another one, though. I have no problem with that. We're going after, uh, no, and he blew out, I mean, Higby blew his ACL out. And yeah. MCL. I mean, that's brutal. Brutal. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but if he thought that hit was clean, why would he attack him for that? Well, I, well, I guess. <laughs> right? he did, he did. Well, I don't know. Like, what's the intention? Like, you're a dirt. Like, I've seen you. You're a dirty player. So should should clean the record up too. They never played together. Kirby Joseph is a, a second year player, mm. so it's it's probably a little easier to go after a guy that you didn't actually share a locker room with. I would assume. Right, but I think there's also like, I mean, even if you think like, so for example, like you're playing against whoever it was, like if it was Sean Avery. Right, like you've seen plenty of, and he did it to me. Like there are plenty of dirty plays that he's made. He could he could hit someone cleanly, but you could also like, what's the like? I know it was a clean hit, but right, you have a history of being a dirty player, and you don't like what happens to your teammates sitting there and his knees busted. Well, I'll up. tell you what, if you're Tyler Higby or anybody on the Rams, I mean, you have the ultimate respect for your quarterback. Right, yeah. Another quarterback, Raymond Faldness, Robert Griffin the third, our coworker, you could say. So he has a little bit of an interesting rivalry going on. Have you seen this? 
Yeah, with Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden. Mm. You remember when they were together in Washington? Sure. Oh, yeah. It didn't end well. No, it's hey, not Rookie going... of the year, though, in Washington. Yeah, well, it's not going well now either. So Gruden tweeted at one point during the Eagles game when they lost to the Bucks. I don't know if you knew that, Dave. Eagles lost to the Bucks. Yep, I was aware. So Bagels Gr- tomorrow for it. <laughs> Tomorrow's Eagles. <laughs> yeah. Eagles bagels. Uh, Gruden tweeted, if I ever put a quarterback what Philly is putting Jalen through, I apologize. Pick up a blitz. To which Robert Griffin III responded, say what? And it's him kind of pulling down his glasses, staring into the camera. Gruden saw that, responded. He goes, you weren't prepared, Robert? Keep in mind the previous tweet, if I ever put a quarterback through that. So now now we're really getting into it here. RG3 then tweeted, you told me you didn't know how to coach a quarterback who could throw and run like me. Looks like you weren't prepared, Jay. So things are going well between them. So wow. this is very uncomfortable. Oh uh, well, I think that wasn't the whole relationship kind of uncomfortable anyway. It sounds it. You remember I mean, they, how, they, they, they drafted Kirk Cousins same year, same year, right, fourth round pick. And it sounded like uh, the ownership wanted Robert Griffin, and if it was up to Jay Gruden, he would have rolled with Kirk Cousins, probably for that reason. You remember how things ended with Jay Gruden in Washington? Him on a sidewalk eating a piece of pizza. I mm-hmm. think that was that was. Oh, pizza's delicious. It is delicious. Uh, remember how good RG three was when he came he was great. The, like he was talked about him being the like Lamar Jackson. Then his legs snapped right in half against yep. Tampa. Ugh, yeah. He's kind of too much for me. If we're being completely honest here, the pink suit. Yeah, it just it's always the same pink suit. They're like doing like trying to do with like no. the McAfee stuff, like where he's jumping I thought, in I thought it water. Was, I thought it was many pink suits. Like he doesn't just mm. have one; he has a I few. Don't know. It feels you like, know that in his wardrobe, it feels like numerous. the same suit. I, 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 it feels like different suits. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Feels like the same suit. <laughs> So I don't know which is worse, to be honest. Many pink suits or one pink suit? I'd say one. Yeah. If you wear one and and wear it, no, I think if you wear right, I think if you wear if if you're gonna wear a pink suit, you gotta wear it once. Yeah. Yeah, But there are certain things like that. It's your thing. It's thing. Yeah, Yeah, but you you can only wear it. But it doesn't have to be pink though. Like if you're if you're gonna be like a hey Don Cherry kind of guy, like I had all those crazy jackets, I would wear the jacket once. I guess I'm wear. I guess I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt and saying that he's got more than one because what it doesn't make sense to keep wearing the same suit on television. But why get a different color though, man? Like if you're gonna go bright colors, pink. Why would you have multiple pink suits? Because that's his thing. Yeah, he likes pink. The reason why I say he, I don't think he does though, because he wore back to back days. I think. Like I saw him on TV, right? Oh. And then the next day on Get Up, he was the same suit. Same, but same. can you confirm same suit? Well, why would you bring two pink suits? Mm. He I, wouldn't. Let's call him. I, let's ask him. But you wouldn't bring two pink suits. You bring a different suit. I'm gonna bring two suits. I'll bring a pink one because it's gonna stand out, right? And then I'm gonna bring something different. Unless though. he is a pink suit guy. No, but he's not always wearing pink suits. No, no, he's a fashionable guy. Okay, is he well dressed? Uh, he dresses yeah. himself up nice. Okay, yeah, I think so. Uh, so the, se- the season's over for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They lose to the Bills. Mike Tomlin staying. That's good news. What's not good news is what Najee Harris thinks about where the Steelers are at heading into the offseason. In-house rules, not no changes that have coached like that. It's just the rules that, that are in the building that, you know, we got to be more disciplined. You got to be more, we got to be more committed. You know, I'm not saying that we're not, but, you know, just coming from a place that has structure and you know, coming just and just seeing like, you know, you know, we probably could help get help in these areas. It might help a change. I think that that's, that's something you could help. I'm not saying nothing about coaches or anything like that. I'm just saying more of just in-house rules. That's what I'm saying. So one can Which only... speaks to coaching, no? Yeah, right. Yeah. Who, who was that? That was Najee Harris. Najee. Okay. One can only assume what he means coming from a place with structure. He means Alabama. Well, I think what he's speaking to is letting George, George Pickens, Pickens and Deontay Johnson just run amok. Which is what they do. And do whatever they want. But the problem well, is how much those different guys is, are I, I so ask, talented. Yeah, but I would ask this, though. How much different is Pittsburgh... How much different is what Pittsburgh's doing 
than what Dallas is doing. I think Pittsburgh probably does it better than Dallas. No, but, what, no, I, but mean, I get your point, though. Show me the show nine, me the better results. Yeah, eight, yeah. nine, you know, well, not eight, but nine, ten wins. Yeah. Promise five straight playoff losses is bad. Well, you, you know the answer, Rick. There's one, and Mike McCarthy has one of these, just not in Dallas. Right, and I think it's just that it's, it's recognized that Mike Tomlin's a better coach than Mike McCarthy, but yes, and, same and, kind of deal, though. And, but to Najee Harris's point there, I get what he's saying, but at Alabama, guys shape up or get in line because there's a five-star recruit behind you. You, you. you get in line real quick, I would think, behind, you know, under Nick Saban. In Pittsburgh, if you see that you're, if you're George Pickenjack, I'm, listen, I'm the best receiver here, or Deontay Johnson, we're going to start. Uh, yeah, but I, I think I, I think that Mike Tomlin. I think I've actually heard him say it. The reason why Pickens doesn't get in trouble is because he's so talented. He's immensely exactly. talented, right? So, but if you're, I mean, if that's you want to keep winning nine games a year, ten games a year, keep that that streak. You know, the, the truth is though, it's not going to make a difference with that quarterback play. No, if you don't bring in a different quarterback, that's right. Pickens, Johnson, C.D. Lamb, uh, Isaiah Hodgins, it's not going to matter. Isaiah, I wouldn't put Isaiah Hodgins. Yeah. No, I'm, 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 I'm not. I'm sorry. <laughs> what are you smoking over there? You know what? I'm done. <laughs> you just, I'm serious. You just named, the, you named some of the best receivers in the league. You're that was like, the Isaiah point. Hodgins. That was the point. Great receiver, less than great receiver was uh, the point. Alan Lazard. See, it, it goes Justin over your Jefferson. head. It goes, it goes over your head. It goes over your head. Honestly. Really. Tyreek my Hill. intelligence is too much for you, and you can't handle it. Fine. You know what? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go. <laughs> RJ said the same thing. I'm going to get a bagel. Oh, he's leaving. <laughs> I, I've got a bagel here if you want one. You, you can't leave. There's... He's, he's got up and leaving. I've got a bagel here if you want one. You can have this bagel. Because <laughs> he knows he messed up. Continue. I don't want to get you away. He just wanted a bagel. He just wanted the bagel break. Isaiah, Isaiah Hodgins. Bagel right here. You know, Tyreek Hill. Paris Campbell. <laughs> he's, he's just shoving the bagel in his mouth now. So he walks so back mean. into the studio. He's so mad right now. Cooper Cop, Darius Slayton. Shall we continue? It was a great point. Because <laughs> you guys aren't up to my intelligence level. It went right over no, your head. Clearly, clearly. I was not comparing not. Hodges to those guys. I was saying Hodges as a lesser receiver in the NFL. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> as you're just scarfing down a bagel. Go ahead. This is going well. Do you get the, the plane or the... Uh, no, they have butter. The seated butter. No, no, I took the plane. He can't really. He really. He's not lying. He can't stop once he starts. Yeah. Oh, a bagel. He hasn't had a bagel. Bagels are great. In months. months. So this should add some some levity. Ugh. Like Rick's flatulence. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to say anything though. So <laughs> I, I, I'll be honest. I'm not exactly sure where this happened. I think it's. I believe it's of the high school variety. It's a high school hockey game, and a puck is deflected. I think this is just like one of those, you know, very smaller, low budget. Video streams for like the parents out of town to, to be able to, not out of town, but you know, not able to make the game uh, to be able to watch watch the game. And, and this is what happened to this poor, poor announcer. The rush pulls it back there. And now Murphy. Murphy throws the pass across. <laughs> and that puck's going to go out of play here. And uh, that's going <laughs> to do it for that no, sequence right there. 925. I apologize if I just. Uh, I uh, just damaged your eardrums there. Just it went right over the mesh, right over my head. So, uh, oh my God. I just I apologize no, for that. I'm sorry. That's not <laughs> real. The Dan voice There's the no way. There. There's no way that's real. There's video to go along with it. The you see the video rush? with the with the puck heading for this guy's head. You see it go out of play. You don't see exactly. Well, how slow was it coming that he had a chance to, to scream that that many times? He's very nervous. 
It's like it was in slow motion. He's like, ah, ah, ah. Can I, can I give a word of advice for that guy, too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's not very good. Like he should, he, <laughs> Is that advice? He should, Is that the den? He should probably the, the, look for something else I, to do. Okay, that's the advice. That's What's the his advice. name? I'll oh, find as I put it like he'll cost this like all but, 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 show boxes. <laughs> screaming because the puck went overhead. That was Steve Costas, <laughs> Bob's grandson. Steve's not very good. No, God, he was. Can I hear that again? That was awful. The beginning is tough. The let's hear it, RJ. You don't think that he's doing a good job setting the scene? Let me hear it. The pulls <laughs> it back there, and now Murphy. Murphy throws the pass across. <laughs> <laughs> Come and on. that puck's going to go out of play here, and uh, that's going to do it for that sequence right there. 925. <laughs> I apologize. I just, uh, right uh, just damaged your eardrums there. Just It went right over the mesh, right over my head. So, uh, oh, my God. I, I, just, you... I apologize for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought he like saw a spider or something. <sighs> so, a lot of that. It's I'll, over the top. I'll send it to you. A lot of the, a lot of that uh, high school rinks don't have, like, they don't have, like, the all-encompassing. Was that netting. Canada? I actually don't know. It sounded like a Canadian accent, didn't it? <laughs> it's like the Homer Simpson. I apologize. Oh, thank God. I'll try to find out for you. Um, That's what Don sounded like in Calgary when he pooped his pants. He didn't sound oh. like that, though. Oh. And relief. V. <laughs> Sounds like he's about to sing the national anthem. There. And that's the end of that sequence. Uh. <laughs> you, remind, you know what it reminds me of? Remember the kid years ago? But he's like, he passes it to the man. <laughs> yes, yeah, so and boom, boom goes, goes the dynamite. Boom goes the, like, that's a tough one. <laughs> um, are you familiar with uh, DJ Horn? Dave, you might be. Corner? No. Mm. So he plays for NC State basketball. No, I don't think I know him. So he disagreed with the way the game was being officiated. Late in that game, NC State, uh, a comeback win over Wake Forest. A game where they would eventually win. He's at the line shooting a couple free throws. And you know how the official will gather the ball and occasionally turn his back as he's getting everyone organized on the foul line and checking with the benches. Sure. Official turns his back. He, he throws him the double birds, right? Double oh, birds. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. Cameras caught it, obviously. This is all over social, all over TV. Did he think that this wasn't going to get picked up with? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> So the ACC has uh, reprimanded him. I don't think he's been suspended, but they said... Uh, his gesture is of unsportsmanlike and inappropriate conduct. So I would imagine, yeah. They're not going to suspend him. They can't fine him. So he gets away with it. Double birds. Right double birds. Right Who's this stern talking to, though? Shouldn't do that. Should not give double no. birds. All right, Raymond. Taking an Uber to and from your own bank robbery. Did it happen? Next thing you know, he calls the chicken police on me. In Florida. The Florida Panthers, I was coaching. Yeah, you don't care. No. No, doesn't care. So. The. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know if you guys have, but uh, I, I know this is a, a problem in the, the interviewing world. When you kind of fudge your resume a little bit. Uh-oh. Maybe you make up a skill. Maybe you just kind of enhance it so that, okay. <laughs> Poor Ray. I'm watching him just watch McCarthy memes and videos. He's in a bad place right he now. He can't get out of it. He's no. like me with the bagels. He just he can't leave. Yeah, but he might have been making his way out, and you kicked him right back into the hole this morning with the celebratory Mike McCarthy's back bagels. He's in a bad there, place. There, 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 there's a real like split second of rage in there. From almost, you with the bagels? Almost lost myself. Oh. Almost. Lost I think myself. that was... <laughs> was that as close as I've ever pushed you? I was going to say that's the closest I've ever seen to him hitting you. 
Now, what happens if he hits me? I think he just beats you up. We celebrate. We punches me in the face. Right? Celebratory bagels. But the bagels were here anyway. <laughs> if he punches me. I punch you in the face two minutes before the show. Never mind. So now I probably can't go on. Now he's like, go why? Now go to the why? show. They didn't break your face or anything. How do you know? He's got very muscular hands. He's like, you <laughs> can break my face. <laughs> Ray says, go do the show. I'll do it again. Yeah, right. You'll get in there yeah, and shut your I, mouth. If I, if I start threatening you with more violence, before I shut it for you. I mean, you can't. Violence in the workplace is frowned upon, right? You uh, can't do that. I, I, I would be because I'm a happy-go-lucky lucky guy, and I bring in a bagel for you to celebrate. <laughs> you say, you say happy-go-lumpy. Happy-go-lumpy. I would be escorted out of here whenever the actual people that that are supposed to get here get here. They they, they would tell me. Would to you leave, would you but. give up your job to have punched me right in the face in that moment? I would regret it. Uh-huh. I would ha- I would have a lot of. And regret. I got to tell you, I'd be very litigious. <laughs> like I would go after you. I would. I'd go after your family. Your I'd probably appliances. take over the coffee business, stainless steel appliances, everything. You name it, I'd have it. So you'd lawyer up immediately. Immediately, I have someone on retainer. Well, he's now. got his buddy yeah. who's drawn up waivers. That's right. Absolutely. He gets five hundred bucks there's if anyone a, says a score. That's how, that's how we know we're operating different tax brackets. He's got a guy on retainer. I'd go, I'd go right after you. How's the How's the waiver? All good? Ready to, ready to be it's, signed? It's written. My friend has the waiver. He's going to place it at everyone's place at the party on Saturday, and away we go. I hope someone rips it up right in your face. I, I hope somebody, maybe they pull their money together over in chips and 20 bucks, and they violate it. And, and they uh, chip you know what? I want to see you get violated That'd be fine. on Saturday. I'm sure you would. <laughs> Why? That would be worth it. You pay me $500 and tell me the score of the game, that's fine. I'll smash you, period. Good. Well, smash me. Happy go lumpy. <laughs> Happy go lumpy. I'd be Happy running the. Up. It doesn't sound that great. I'd be running the whole Santiago cartel. There's no cartel. There's no cartel. There's a coffee cartel. It's not a cartel. Mm-hmm. Okay. You may you may need that lawyer soon. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> for, 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 I, I hope the retainers are up there. It's, it's really that's really reductive. I hope the I hope the retainer is uh, yeah. paid. So anyway, have a bagel. Uh, no, thank you. So. <laughs> Back to the the resume lying. So I take you to a place where a woman, usually. What is happening? What were we doing? Uh, DF. Oh right. Let's, let's start over. Let's start over. Yeah. Uh, usually it's the men that that commit these uh, wild acts of, of fraudulence. But I present to you a woman who really just made up her resume. Four counts of first-degree murder. Standing off to the side, apparently translating every word, this woman. We received over 5,000 tips in this case. But it turns out, much of what she was signing was nonsense. She waved her arms around like she was singing Jingle Bells, says one outraged sign language expert. The woman, identified as has a string of arrests for fraud. So, Wait, this woman was signing like like she's a fake sign language and she was interpreter. Just, just like randomly flailing her arms. So In a murder case, mind you. <laughs> yes, and this is on like local television because it's such a high profile case in in this place. And I know what you're thinking. What's the logical question? How did she get this job? Right. How did she come to be translating at last week's high-profile police news conference? I just didn't ask enough questions. <laughs> police public information officers told me the woman simply showed up out of the blue and offered her services. <laughs> Who would have thought she wasn't qualified to do such a thing? What, what Same lady also interviewed Todd Bowles. What questions do you think he, he, that he asked? Well, how would he, he doesn't know sign language, when so he's probably they, like, hey, say... Uh, when did they put the roof on in Detroit? <laughs> but don't you think that part, oh, no. part of 
the qualifying process would be this guy to ask some questions? Well, like, what questions did we he didn't ask? ask enough. <sighs> like, do you know sign language? Mm-hmm. What's the vetting process if you don't have there's somebody? None, right? who, there's no who vetting process whatsoever. <laughs> for, for sign language. There's none. <laughs> I mean. Say something in sign language. Yep, that looks good. Uh, Maybe she was just doing charades. That looks right. Legit. Yeah, like, seems legit. <laughs> that looks right. <laughs> you remember the lady who used to sit behind Bloomberg during, during like, emergencies and she'd, she'd go all out? Now I'm questioning everything. Was she legit? So, well, didn't we all think, like, uh, I, I could have sworn, like, I think we talked about this, too, when they did the uh, the halftime show, mm. the one in uh, the one in Detroit, in the, in the uh, blow-up igloo. Oh, yep. That we, that we thought his buddy oh, was on, like, on Thanksgiving. Jack Harlow. Yeah, Jack Harlow. Yeah. Who's this guy? Is he the, is the sign language guy? Oh, that was just like his buddy. <laughs> yeah, it's like his buddy. <laughs> his buddy. <laughs> so I ask you, did this happen in Florida? Oof. I have no idea. It feels like it should be Florida, but I want it to be Florida so bad yeah. that I'm going to say I'm going to say Florida. I don't know either. I want it to be the so bad. The thing that gives me pause is, is I'm not picking up much in the accent. I didn't. I didn't ask enough questions. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bagels. I don't know. Lumpy. <laughs> Very uncertain. I'll say Florida. No confidence that I'm right though. Everybody on board with Florida? Raymond? If, if, it feels like it should be Florida, but like Dave, I don't have a lot of confidence. All right. Well, you're all on the Florida, and you're all correct. Yes. yes. Nice. nice. Congratulations. Yes. Rick was actually all over it, subliminally. Tampa. Oh, he was yeah. on it oh, what? Oh, boy. Subliminally? Uh, sub- subliminally. Subliminally. I said, I, sub, yeah, I said it right the first time. It's subliminally. Subliminally. Boyan. Yeah, Boyan's cousin. <laughs> subliminally. Uh, so well done, all of you. Very nice. Did I ever tell you the, uh, this is kind of like sign language. Did I ever tell you when Cassie we were in the car and we we're, uh, I was like, did we get, her sister's name is Shay. I was like, did we get Shay her Christmas present yet? I thought we were going to get her some earrings. She's like, no, we didn't get her earrings. I was like, well, why didn't we get her the earrings? She goes, because you exate it. I was like, exate? What is that? And she goes, you know, exate. And she threw up the, <laughs> she threw up the X. I was like, what is that? What are we, do you mean it? Ixnate it? She's like, no, no, I mean Xnate. I was like, there's no such thing as Xnate. And she kept throwing up the DX, DX, like Dante, DX. with her arms. Yeah, she's like, Xnate. Like Dante Hall? That's great. Boy, the conversations are going in that car, yeah, huh? Tampa's finest right there. Wow. He, he's stuck. He's got fish. Stop. She's Xtating. <laughs> she wasn't Xtating. <laughs> she X. What is it, fish? A couple slip ups. We've been doing this show for how many years? I'm going to have a couple slip ups. Call our friend Dr. J Shot today at uh, SamuelPayne.com. SamuelPayne.dr.dr.jshot. <laughs> Don had one yesterday. You hear them killing him? No, I didn't hear it. We have it? Uh, they'll probably have to look. For I've it. never been more confused in my entire life with that read. That that read really got to it you. It got me. I bad. think his was the, a gambling read. Do you understand? See betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Twenty-one plus age for uh, over age to wager. <laughs> gambling problem or problem speaking? <laughs> problem speaking. Wager. I like that. Gambling problem or problem speaking? <laughs> the, the worst part the worst part of my screw up is it actually says so it's it's DR. It's dot it was a period and it was DR. And then for me to correct it I go doctor. Doctor. <laughs> which is what There's it was so supposed many to be. Periods. Originally, oh, yeah, periods are very confusing. <laughs> There's like, no, a lot. Right. It's dot DR. <laughs> dot so you thought it was like a new like dot CA. Web, I thought dot, it was a website, yeah. Right. Dot com. <laughs> dot dot <sighs> I don't know how you come back from that. Does he have ED? <laughs> oh, it's so clever. Look at us. That was something. Wow. This is this is really happening today, isn't it? We're, we really build each other up here. Yeah, we do. This is a really uh, uplifting show. Who do you think is the most uplifting person on the show? I like don't if you think if your back was in the corner, it, you, you really. It's RJ. I, I agree I with that. I think RJ. It. It's RJ. I think RJ, you're the best of what we have to offer.
Like if we were to if we were to send someone to save us and like out into society, it'd be RJ would be the guy. Like the representative of the show. Yes. Yeah. No, there's one better than me. This guy. The Rush. <laughs> now don't play that too much. Winter might hire him. Oh, he'll be doing that. he'll wow. be doing the Rangers game tonight in Vegas. Oh, what, are you, what are you what are you insinuating? Oh, he'll be, oh, oh, oh my god! Oh, oh my god! The Rush. Now we're to believe that's a high school game, and that's a high school student. I, I no, think, that's not a student. I, I, I'm trying to. I, I'm thinking college, but yeah, that's not a high school student. He can't be getting to really develop voice. He's really for high bad. school. Well, maybe it's better. <laughs> I have some advice. You're yeah. really bad. You're, he's really bad. Oh my god! Oh my god! S- sell your microphone. This is not for yeah. you. Yeah. You know what? All your tapes, your cassettes, <laughs> your your mixers, all of it. Sell it and be a doctor because oh, you are really bad. Because that's what you want. Him as your doctor. I don't want him as my yeah. the voice of my team. <laughs> yeah, right. That's I, what I want. I have some audio of when things go wrong in the operating room. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> 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 What is that? I didn't see anything like that before. Ah, ah. It's a combat fracture. Oh my god! This can't be real. It can't be real. Oh, I think I just feel my pants. He sounds like he's performing in theater. The All right. Let's break. We'll come back. He's holding his midsection. If if by some I believe him. I I believe what Rick said. He may you may need to check this pants right now. Gray sweatpants, not a good idea. Not a good idea. Should make for good good B-roll for the commercial. And that's the end of that sequence. <laughs> Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Rush. You're good. Raymond, you really are unbelievable. I don't know why Dave busts your chops the way he does. Yes, you do. Because uh, we have well, uh, opposing viewpoints on, on our teams. Yeah, but it's like it's it's fun to bust chops. It's not fun to like incite people to the point where they want to like, commit violent acts to your face. Yeah, no. You're right. It's a celebratory bagel. It was. It's a beautiful bagel. You've already had a bagel and a half. A bagel and a quarter. A quarter. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Um, oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> the, the... Oh, that's gonna do it for that sequence right there. Oh, if I ever sounded like that in a in a moment of panic, kill me. And anything happens. Oh, let's okay. Let's do quick around the room. Wait a minute! Didn't you scream most, at that rat that one yes, time? Yes, most likely in I this room like to that. sound like that. You. Oh, fair. And if I ever do, kill me. No, I wouldn't. Take your hat, put it over my mouth, no. and suffocate me to death if I ever sound I w- like I that. Wouldn't, I wouldn't open that door for Raymond. Ah! You're, you're... Ah! <laughs> Raymond, me by now, will try to make you sound like that so he gets to suffocate you. It's not nice, right? <laughs> it was a celebratory suffocation. Yeah, right. this is... Guess celebratory. what, John? I killed Dave this morning in celebration. <laughs> it's, it's okay because it's celebratory. Yeah, right. Look, everyone's excited. Except Dave, who's now dead. Should be a new segment on the show called The Rush. That could be. Right? That's a hockey segment. Do it for that sequence right there. <laughs> it's really great. We don't talk enough hockey at all. We don't talk enough hockey at all. We do not. <laughs> Kill me if I ever sound like that. I think there's a real chance you could sound like that at some point. No. I bring in some kind of like, uh, some, uh, like a snake. I wouldn't scream like that. I put a snake under your under the desk right there, and all of a sudden, you start feeling a crawl up your leg. You um, scream like that. Another one? What? <laughs> no, a real like a, a real a real. That's one. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Like a, a not python, the gar- not the garden variety. Yeah. No, you're talking about like a, a water hose. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> water hose. <laughs> <laughs> RJ, what's happening? Can we today? get back on the rails, please? RJ, let's talk some sports. Uh, RJ, lead us. Sports. I don't. I don't have any sports. Come on. What sports. do you got? Let's hear, let's hear some. Let's hear some sound. Can we hear some some play, play some by play? Sound. Yeah, yeah, play by play. Okay. That's, That's gonna, gonna do it for that sequence right there. Let, let's go to some of the calls. That'll yeah, probably well, set us let's straight. Let's do a something. Bit. All right. Let's go to John in Forest Hills. Hi, John. You're on 987 ESPN. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, John. Uh, I just a question about you know the Cowboys. I mean, I was just. 
in shock as everybody else about them losing. But I didn't think the offense was as bad as the defense. And I think if what do you think about Wink Martindale if they decide to move on from the Dan Quinn? Well, I don't think they'll move on from Dan Quinn. I think Dan Quinn would, would move on from them actually and take another job. He's interviewing all over the place. Uh, yeah, I think Wink is good. I don't think Wink is any better than Quinn. And I think that they have real personnel issues, to be honest with you, on defense. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, listen, I think Wink's good, but to your point, I think you're right. I think the only reason Dan Quinn leaves is because he takes a head coaching job somewhere else. They're not firing Dan Quinn. No, I don't think so. Players love him. It was good for for the bulk of the season. If you don't fire Mike McCarthy. No, but uh, listen, I think at the end of the day, I think all these teams need to recognize, I think Miami's probably going to go through the same thing, is that when you get to the playoffs, the most important time of the season, you need to have more than one way to win. You can get away with it during the regular season. Sure. In the playoffs. And you also play lesser teams in the regular right, season. Right, but you have, to, you have to find a way to win multiple ways. Can, can the Niners run the ball down yes. your throat? Can they pass the ball? Yes. Can they win a game 13-10? Yes. Can they win a game 27-20? Yes. yes. We said all week long leading up to that game, boy, you know what? The Cowboys got to score 30-plus points. If you have a glaring deficiency, it's going to be, it's going to be taken advantage of in the, the postseason. The coaching is too good, and the opposition is too good. Right. And, it, and then matchups make fights. Like, if you have a match, you don't know what the matchup's going to be. If you go up against a team that can run the football and you can't stop it, and your offense looks the way that Dallas's offense looked and it's not going to give you a lead so you can do what, what you do best, you're going to be in trouble. Um, Orlovsky was on the K show yesterday. Did you hear any of that? He's a good guest. No, I usually go into uh, practice when uh, he comes on. Did you have practice yesterday? Yeah. Um, so they, they asked him about the, the Packers. Would they be where they are right now if Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback? What do you think he said to that? Well, he's been all over Jordan. I'm going to say no. Uh, let's take a listen. Here's Orlovsky yesterday. K-Show, would the Packers be here in this spot with Rodgers? No. Why, you think no. Love's better uh, or it's just a better fit? I think right now Jordan Love is better player to be playing quarterback in Green Bay. What I mean by that, and Nick Bosa actually talked about this. In this system that comes from Kyle Shanahan, Mike Shanahan, Gary Kubiak, and obviously Matt LaFleur, it's best and everybody plays best when the system is the star and not the quarterback. you got to let the system be the star, meaning the formations, the personnel, the motions, the play actions. And that's the difference that Jordan has done, Aaron did not do that to the consistency. Now, Aaron did some stuff that Jordan can't, obviously back-to-back year MVP, but it's better right now with Jordan. Uh, it's hard to argue. I mean, you're seeing it firsthand. All I can say is last you saw Aaron Rodgers leading the charge. They were playing Detroit last season, and they lost that game. This year, Chicago win. Cowboys right, I get win. it. No, I understand. And how he's, I mean, how he's played recently, yes, but I mean, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers won, I mean, he won back to back. He MVPs. sure did. You know, so like I, I get what he's saying, just as far as what I mean, what what Matt Lafleur probably wants, and which is probably part of the reason why they decided it was time. Like those coaches, like even say the same thing about Brock Purdy. There's a certain quarterback that they like. It's probably why Trey Lance didn't necessarily work for them, is because there are things that Trey Lance can do that Brock Purdy can't, but it's not within the confines of the offense. Kyle Shanahan thinks that his offense, he'll figure it, it does. out. Matt, like he'll scheme people open. So if I have a guy that can do that and is willing to do that, I think that was one of the disconnects was that Aaron, I mean, hell, you heard it with what's going on with Nathaniel Hackett. It's like Hackett makes some some suggestions, but it's going to be what Aaron wants. Aaron doesn't want motion, right? He doesn't like motion because we talked about that when Rex would you know call into the show. They need more motion for Zach. Well, Nathaniel Hackett doesn't usually do motion because Aaron doesn't like it. So if you think your offense is that good, mm-hmm. run my offense. I don't need you like, yeah, I appreciate you can do some stuff like, off schedule that we might need, like get us out of a bad play, but for the most part, I'm calling plays that are going to get guys open. Right. 
So just run the play. And boy, Jordan Love looks special. Huh? And it probably also, too, I mean, there's probably more chemistry with him and the younger wide receivers, too, right? It seemed like there was always some hesitancy for Aaron to trust the young guys. Yeah, he was very opposed to young players, period, right? And, I mean, listen, good or bad, Jordan Love is not at a position where he can say, I don't want to throw it to this guy or I'm unhappy with this guy. Like, Jordan Love is at a position where he needs those guys. Well, I also think, too, I mean, it would be hard to play with a guy like Aaron Rodgers, though. I think it's, well, he's a perfectionist and he's great and he's been and great he also, for a long time. Right, but I think he's like such a savant, too. Like, I'm sure he sees things, like, you start having like an option route where he sees something in the wide receiver. And you run the wrong route. Right, he has the no wrong clue. route. Like, well, how, why didn't you see that? Well, I don't know. How did you see it? Well, because I'm Aaron Rodgers. I I can see stuff that you can't. Like, that's that'd be a tough place to be in he, as a young he, kid. I, I'll tell you what. Do you think that patience is wearing thin at all with him? Like, that was, it was funny because I was watching a thing on Edelman and that was a big thing early on with Edelman. Is, is that he would he would not do what Brady well, he, wanted yeah, to do? Yeah, he didn't know. Like he he was. Well, just, how would you know? Well, he was new to the position too. So then, what he did, which was smart, was he moved to L.A. Brady didn't even ask him to move to L.A. He moved to L.A. just in case Brady would call him and say, "Hey, you want to go throw?" So he moved to L.A. in the hopes that Brady yeah. would call him to work just out. So he always wanted to be available. I mean, if you don't learn something from that, whatever industry field you're working in, right? Because he thought he was always going to get cut because they had Welker at the time. Remember, mm-hmm. so he, he was, was a very like, similar player to Edelman. right. So he's like. And Edelman wasn't really on the same page ever, and Tom didn't trust him, so he's like, "Screw it." He goes, "I'm going to move to I'm going to move to L.A." Hopefully, he calls me. He did, and then he was always there, and then he became his guy. Smart, very, very smart. Uh, ESPN New York presents an evening with Garrett Wilson. That's nice, an intimate event in the Big Apple with the Jet Star wide receiver. For your chance to score passes to this exclusive event, including food and beverage. Wow, maybe a seat as well. RJ, you want to go? I can't guarantee you'll have a seat, but you want to go? Nah, nothing. No. Uh, go to ESPNNewYork.com or find the contest page on the ESPN New York app and submit your entry brought to you by Corona and Sansone Auto Mall. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. They're shooting some video of us in the 9 o'clock hour. Big day. Yeah, big big stuff. Beard looks good today. Yeah, well, I trimmed it up yesterday. Had to. I hate shaving. Despise it. Tell me about it. Why do you think I have a beard? You look nice. And then you're wearing the indoor hat, which I find. Well, no, I got the right. I brought another one. I had to wear. I was freezing cold this morning. Yeah, I, yeah well, it's like windy. Like I didn't travel into the same well, no, city but I'm as you. I'm walking all the way from the garage, though. Right. It's brisk. There's a nefarious looking car parked between Raymond and myself this Ooh. morning. So Raymond, anyone did, in it? Yes. Which I did not like. Raymond did a terrible park. He parked on the corner. A lot of room in front of him. It looked like he was overwhelmed by the spot a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> then, <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> okay, what did you want me to do? Put, put, put my bumper all the way up on the on the guy in front of me? No, but you know Is what, that he what did? you wanted. You know what he did? There was probably enough room for two cars, and Raymond parked right in that spot where yeah. only one car could fit in it. Now, oh my god, that's a lie. <laughs> it makes sense though because he's got a beautiful Jeep. Beautiful, I wouldn't want to mess that thing. Beautiful up. Jeep. It's a, it's then a there's a car, a truck in front of him, and then there's a huge space. So I take the huge space, park, lock my car, and everything, and then I see there's a guy. I don't want to say leering, but sitting in his truck. It's watching you. 4.45 in the, earlier, Ooh. 
or no five five forty five. Yeah, five forty in the morning. What are the chances the Mercedes is still there? That's my concern. Ooh, that oh would be tough. God. That's my concern. It'd be t- would you scream? You would scream. Uh, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what I'd sound like. How would you get home? I I don't know. I'd have to take a, a car. Yeah, maybe. What would I do? Cataline, maybe. <laughs> he's gonna he's maybe he would the, in the bagel cart. Maybe <laughs> to Hello, Mateen. <laughs> he loves you. Yeah, no, I'd probably have to call a car service. That would be unfortunate. If my car got stolen, would like a piece of you be like, this "No, is, this is good for the radio." No, I would feel terrible for you. It'd be good for the radio, but it'd be terrible. Okay, if my car, if that nefarious-looking guy parked right in between the two of us, had to choose one of the two cars to take, mine or race, which one goes? Uh, probably yours. Why? Well, I think it's probably more money. I'm not looking about. I don't know that it's more money. His car is very expensive. It, it's not as expensive as your Mercedes. I don't know. No, I know. Pretty, pretty sure. Yeah. Even though yours doesn't have satellite radio for some reason, doesn't even the, the new one doesn't have satellite radio. It's amazing either. to me. Yeah. I think yours. Mine. So mine goes. You know what would be ironic though too is they find the Mercedes uh-huh. and the the Yeti cups in it. Oh, it's the same person. Oh, that would be. You mean stealing all sorts of stuff, not me stealing klepto. This is a klepto. no, no. The person that stole the car also stole the Yeti. Like he's sitting there. That'd be a real twist. Interesting, lurking interesting between their two cars, slurping on hot on coffee. Hot, yes. Yeah, interesting hot. that Dave's mind went there though. I, you can say what you want. I didn't. I didn't Did touch the stupid Yeti. Did no. you take it? No. You regifted it to shirt, didn't you? No. Animal. I wouldn't. I would never steal from RJ. From you, maybe. Uh, Mike Tannenbaum <laughs> was on. Uh, I like Mike. Today, I like Mike. Today, you like. There are days that I don't. Where Tony's I, a rat. He's weaselly, but there most days I do like Mike. He was on uh, Barton Hahn yesterday. I think he's right. He said Dable needs to win, not be liked. Here he is. If they go fifteen and two next year, and Brian Dayball isn't well liked, he'll get a massive extension. And if they go two and fifteen, and he is the most popular guy in East Rutherford, he's going to get fired. So it's about effective leadership. I know Brian well. I've worked with Brian. I will say, like, there is no tougher critic of Brian Dayball than Brian Dayball. Now that may not show up until August or whenever, but I'm sure he's going to have some like honest, sober conversations and like really self-evaluate. And, and I got to tell you, like, I was the GM of the Jets at 35. Like, you know, it's stunning. I look back now, 20 years like how much more I know today than I knew then. And we had success early on, and I think that allowed me to mask some of the mistakes I made. But these are jobs that do require self-reflection. They do require holding yourself accountable. There's no doubt in my mind, guys, that he will reflect and come back better than ever. All right. So that probably gives a little positivity towards the whole giant situation. He's got full confidence. Yeah, well, I think we said that, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, I this think, is only year two. I think most people have some reservation right now about what's going on. Yeah, well, again, I mean, this is not the, exactly what you'd like to hear coming out of the building and the fact that you've already lost your defensive coordinator, you lost your special teams coordinator, you could use, you could lose your offensive coordinator. It's a right. lot of turnover in one offseason. You see, Kafka is going to be coaching the one of the teams for the Shriners Shrine game? Bowl. Yeah. yeah. The Shrine Bowl. Yeah, you say the Shriners game? Yeah, it's the Shrine Bowl. It's the Shrine Bowl? Yes. I've never heard it called the Shriners game ever. Whatever it is. How about, did you see what just happened? Is it the Shrine Bowl? Yeah, I call it the Shrine Bowl. He calls it the Shriners Bowl, and he tries to give me a hard time for calling it, look sh- it up. the Shrine Bowl. I gotta, let me look it up. Shrine He's like, bowl. did you just call it the Shrine Bowl? No, Shriners. Right, you didn't hear but he Shriners. Said, he said to me, did you just call it the Shrine Bowl? I wasn't talking to you. I was it is the Shrine Bowl, yeah, you're right. That's not what I said. He was defending you. He was, I he was coming after me. I'm, I'm not he going can't hear. after you, right? I'm, no, no. Right, the, the Cowboys hate Clouds' his hearing. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is how he feels. 
I'm just I'm letting you into Raymond's heart. Here's the thing: you messed up in a big way. Then you critique yep. me for critiquing I went on you, the offensive. and you were wrong. I went on the offensive. That's what you would do. Apologize. Sorry. Fair. Is that all what you would have done? Uh, I think there. Yes, there's a good strategy behind <laughs> right. that. Like if you're wrong and you're pretty confident you're wrong, you go attacking. Yes. And then maybe you can burrow your way yeah. past it. Right. Um. So as far as Tenenbaum says about Brian Dable, yeah, I think I think it's fair. I think I, listen. If you win games, it doesn't matter. You could be a total fool. You win games, it doesn't matter. You could be the greatest guy in the world. You, I mean, look at Robert Sala right now. People want him out. He's a great guy, but they want him out because he's not winning games. Yeah, and there's some question as to whether he is a good coach. I think Brian Dable showed you in year one, winning coach of the year, winning a road playoff game, that he is a good coach. But I think there's always, I mean, you ask players to do it. There's no reason why coaches shouldn't do it either. Right? Like, I mean, the things that you continually have to work on. And this is like just flying off the hinge. Like I don't know how again. I don't know how much of this is true, but like if if some of the stuff in this article is true, it's it's counterproductive to what he's trying to accomplish. Well, I do like. I agree with you, and it does raise concerns and questions. But I do like the fact that um, Mike Tenenbaum was like, it's it's really this is not an issue. No, I know it's not an issue unless it continues, and there is more losing. Like it's not great to be, but losing it, is gonna is gonna lead to an issue regardless. Regardless, but it, I mean, again, but does it lead to more losing? Like and that you have to self evaluate. I would say to him, like me being so soft on them in training camp, is that why we got off to such a slow start and we didn't look like the same team coming out of camp? It's not a great look. Right, like me, you know, not paying attention to all the things that we went over in, in meetings with the analytics and decisions late in games. Did that did that cost us? Like, w- were there times during the season that I made decisions or I flew off the handle or I acted a certain way that contributed to losing? Certainly possible. And if the answer to that question is yes, then let's fix it. I'm not saying change your personality because right. that's who you are. You've but, had success doing that. But you're that probably way. somewhere in the middle ground, right? Like year one, you had wins that were amazing. You had win, right? The, the Titans, I get five off the top of my head. The Titans win was amazing. The Ravens win was amazing. Like that Jaguars win on the one yard line was amazing. You had four or five of those wins that were incredible. And it buoyed you to a 9 7 and 1 record, playoff berth, beat the Vikings, great year. You're one of eight teams standing. Then year two is the exact opposite where you lose on a missed field goal and you lose on an offside penalty and you lose that game to the Jets and you lose on this and you lose on that and it all went against you. He's probably somewhere in the middle and you're going to have to to add a significant amount of talent and have a hell of an offseason to try to get yourself back to where you've been because like we've discussed, even though they're not great in the postseason, Philadelphia and certainly Dallas are more talented teams than you are right now. Yeah, I think there's, I mean, you have to figure out what's the, like, who you want to be as a head coach and what's going to get you your desired results. And if for any reason how you acted last season, and maybe it was because just there was a lot of losing, like if that if that was a part of why you didn't have the success that you thought you should have had this season, then you got to fix it. And you got to hire people that understand. Like, hey, listen, this is how I coach. I'm going to be hard on the coaches. I told I told you yesterday, but hard is one thing. Kind of like crazy is different, right? But I mean, listen, I have no problem if I'm a coach. If if I'm coaching with Brian Dable and he wants to hold me accountable, he's the head coach. That's just how I was brought up. Like he's the head coach. I'm not. If he wants to critique me, that's fine. But don't just yell and scream and blame me. Well, it does nothing. And then not offer up some suggestion. This is how I want, like, this is what we should do, or this is how we can fix it. Right. And then if you, like, and then, God forbid, for our relationship, you know, it's it's an idea of yours, and it doesn't work, and you take no accountability, no blame for any of it. But me, well, uh, imagine, mean it wasn't I mean, you. John usually gets here about now. You imagine if he walks into into the studio at the break and he's just like, "That was awful, and you're terrible, and this has to change, and this is this." Well, what do you want me to do? Right? Like, tell, give me constructive criticism as to what to do. Not get in my face and start screaming at me. 
No, right, like, if you gonna, need to lead me in a path, how I can succeed. Exactly right, though. It, but it's, I mean, dude, you, it's like when you coach anybody. I don't care what it is. Then, you know, John coaching us, me coaching the kids. Like, if you're going to criticize the kid, this is what you did wrong. Well, tell me how to do it right. But not just berate somebody for doing it wrong. Of course not. Like, what should I have done? Right. This is what you should well, have done. Maybe he doesn't know, and maybe he's a bit unhinged. Well, that's got to be fixed. Well, is it fixable? Well, I hope so. I hope so, too. Let's go to Danny, Long Island. Hey, Danny. Hello. Hello. Hey, how you doing, guys? What's going on, Danny? Hey, listen, you were talking about uh, Najee before, and it's funny because Jalen Hurst said the same exact thing in his locker room, that there was no direction, there was a little bit of chaos, and they got to get better coaches. And it's funny, both went to Alabama. And in the case with uh, Najee Harris, this has been going on in the Steel locker room for 20 years. And the day after he says that, we now have Deontay Johnson announcing that the, that the wide receiver room wants – Mason Rule to be the quarterback. I mean, where else does this take place but Pittsburgh? That these wide receivers for 20 years, going back to San Antonio Holmes, Matavis Bryant, Chase Claypool, are just running out of control. This is the same old story. And you're still winning. Well, I think some of that's well, happening. What, 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 are, what are we winning now? We, we're winning. We haven't won a playoff game. In, in, I know it sounds spoiled, but let's be, you know, but, but in the NFL, there's enough franchises that are completely dysfunctional that with a decent coach and a good program, you can get eight wins every year. We've seen it. So the Steelers get 10, and we get blown out in the first round. We play well this year, but we don't know who our quarterback is next year. All I'm commenting on is, is the discipline in the locker room. Something is a mess. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with you. I mean, part of the problem is you don't really have a quarterback. I would say that's probably really the genesis of all the frustration from the wide receivers anyway, these ones at right. least, is that you don't really have a, a quarterback. And then also, I mean, if as a player you recognize that I'm going to get away with certain things if I'm really talented, guys are going to – it's like, dude, it's like your kids, man. Right. I'm telling They'll you. They'll take as much as you'll give them. Like you hear any you hear any player talk about their favorite coach, the analogy they always make is he was like a dad to me. And that's like for me, every great coach I've ever had, I had that same kind of feeling with Jack Parker was the same thing. Like you don't – it's you don't want to disappoint him because you have so much love for him. Like mm-hmm. there's this this mutual love you don't want to disappoint him. And if like my kids, the more I let them get away with, the more they'll take. The more they're of course. Take. That's what kids do. That's why parent you have to put your foot down at some point. It's not always easy. And, and it's tough in professional sports. Can you afford to do that when you understand how important every win is? I find it funny that he's like, so now we're just winning ten games a year. <laughs> you know, no, I know, but that's, it, a, that's a pretty big number to be winning every right, single but it's season. The same, it's the same thing you just criticized Ray Ray about and keep McCarthy. Guys had three straight seasons where he's won 12 games. Oh, oh, yes. But Dallas should be winning playoff games. So why shouldn't no. Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh doesn't Shouldn't the a... expectation be to win? Pit, like, for, I don't think they're good if enough. If you were a Steelers fan, would you not expect to win at some point? Win playoff games? At some point, yes. They have not had a quarterback who's been very good for quite a number of years now. Since Ben, yeah. Okay. And Ben at, no, the, end was not, and ben at the end was not very good. All right, but so you're just going to absolve them of blame? I'm not, not going to move on from the coach. No, I know, but you're just going to absolve them of blame? It's their fault that they don't have a quarterback. I agree. I'm not saying that, that the entire organization shouldn't get blame. They should. I gave you, you the records. Tomlin? I gave you the records. They're very yeah, similar records. but the Cowboys are a team that should have gone on a run this postseason. The Steelers are not. No, not this season, no. I agree did, with that. Did Steelers underwhelm you in this postseason? No, they fought. No, they lost I know, to a team that's but it, clearly better. Right, but at some point, you have to blame someone for not having the requisite talent. I would blame like the you, GM for not giving okay, the coach the quarterback. Well, and I'm sure the coach is in on the decisions that are being made, too. Like, I'm just saying, like... Like, there are teams that have bigger expectations. And for him, for mm-hmm. as a Steelers fan, yeah, it's great to always be above 500, but at a certain point, that has to translate into, okay, let's at least win a playoff game. Let's try to win a championship. They've lost, what, five in a row, I think. And every, every, you keep the excuses, well, they're not talented enough. Well, someone's going to have to be held accountable for being not, not us, be, us not being talented enough. Are they enough. in, like, a weird spot, then, where they're, they're, they're good, 
but not good enough, but not bad enough to like have equity in the draft to take that quarterback? And yeah, well, I mean, I think kind that they no thought maybe land, they right? had Kenny Pickett was going to be the quarterback. He's, He's not. No, Trubisky, no. Rudolph, no. They no. don't have the guy. No, Fields, they don't have Fields the guy. Fields is another landing Fields, spot Russell for that. Wilson, somebody. Yeah. Cousins? I think Cousins I know, stays I know, in, I think he stays saying, in Minnesota. But he's, but he's still out there that he yeah. could go somewhere. Right, Russell Wilson, Justin Fields. There's going to be those quarterbacks, I mean, dude. I got to tell you too, there would be some. I mean, I would be frustrated too as a player if there's like clearly like the whole Matt Canada thing. Like if it's clear that somebody is not doing a good job. I know we have this whole thing where we've only had three coaches and we're all about con- you know continuity and we don't want to fire people during the season. But like, I can't like I can't just sit here and watch this guy be terrible at his job, not be held accountable, and me just keep burning seasons. Yeah, that's the story of Pittsburgh. Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.